Hey, Westside family. My name is Matt, and I am the co-leader for the Young and Free group. Thank you for joining us for today's message. We hope that you are blessed by the Word of God through the speaking of our pastors and leaders, and we pray that this leads you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We love you, and enjoy. And the title of my message this morning is Fun in the Sun. All right. So um, this Memorial Day weekend is typically what we would consider the kickoff of our summer, right? And some of you, who's out of school already? Make some noise if you're out of school. Now, I know the, the Shafter High kids are like, boo, because they're still in school till like the ninth. Um, but if you're out of school, yee-haw for you. And if you're not, you will be shortly. And so you're enjoying this um, three-day weekend, no doubt. So um, I love the summertime. I love, as a, when I go back to when I was in school, I loved it because you didn't have to wake up early anymore, right? Who likes summertime because of that? Um, I liked it because I didn't have to do schoolwork or homework. Who likes it because of that? (laughs) And I liked it because it also signified other things that we got to do as a family, fun things that we normally didn't get to do throughout the year. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about fun in the sun, not S-U-N, but in Christ. Because as we walk through this summer, um, we need to understand as families, we can have fun serving God with our families. Amen? And so I have um, for you the word fun. I think we have a slide maybe that says um, fun this morning is going to stand for faith. U is going to stand for unity. And N is going to stand for nourishment. So we're going to start off with faith. Somebody say faith. As we head into the summer, we need faith as a family. So where are you at with your faith? I have a scripture for you because faith is our foundation in Christ. Hebrews 11:6 says this. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must what? Believe that what he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without what? It's impossible to please God. I think there's so much power in that. Because how many of you here this morning want to please God? I mean, I want to please God. I want him to look at me and say, I'm pleased with you. Because as a, as a child, I remember how important it was for me to feel like my parents were pleased with me. It never felt good when I knew I had disappointed them. It doesn't feel good when we feel like we've disappointed people that are in our lives. And so it says here that it's impossible for me to please him without faith. Faith is our foundation. And it's not faith just in anything. It's faith in him, in who he is, in the word of God. And then it says, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he rewards us for seeking him. He rewards us for drawing near to him. And that means to me this morning, somebody say, God is legit. He is legit, and he cares enough about you and I to respond to us. How cool is that? That's the reward side. He responds to our faith. He cares enough about you and I that he will respond to our faith. So what is faith? 
or let me back it up a little bit and say this morning that if you are struggling as an individual, if you are struggling as a family unit, if you're struggling with your spouse, you got to hit the reset button and you've got to go back to your foundation. Because nine out of ten times, the root of your struggling goes back to where are you with your faith. So you got to hit the reset button as an individual, as a family. If your family, if you just are sitting here this morning, you're like, you know, I wish my kids were upstairs because we're just, we barely made it to church this morning. I want you to hit the reset button this morning and say, you know what, we're going to go back to our foundation and our foundation is So what is faith? Faith is believing in God and his word. Believing in God and his word. Do you believe this morning? Do you believe that God is the creator? Do you believe that he sent his one and only son to forgive us? Do you believe that you are forgiven this morning? Because if you don't believe you're forgiven this morning as an adult, as a child, as a family, if you don't believe that you are forgiven this morning, then you can't fully embrace the gospel message because we have forgiveness through Christ and that brings us freedom from our past. So this morning as moms and dads, we can stand rejoicing because we have freedom in Christ because we believe the gospel message that God fearfully and wonderfully made us. He has a plan and purpose for us and for our lives. And because sin entered in the world, he sent his one and only son. He laid down the greatest sacrifice by giving his son who died for us, willingly laid down his life, And then he rose again so that we could be forgiven of our sins and have the reward of eternal life. That's the gospel message. That's where our foundation is. There is only one way for us to have eternal life. That is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Any other message is deceptive. Through our faith. That is our foundation. So what is your faith? How do we get faith? Romans 10, 17. And I didn't put all these because I have a lot of scriptures this morning. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So where does our faith come from? It comes by the word. It comes through the word. Our faith is built through the word. So when we're reading God's word, we find out the gospel message. We find out if all those things, I don't know what's happening because we like, for all of those at home, we are not promoting these things, no. Um, so we have this, this, this unique opportunity to grow in our faith by getting into the Word of God. And so as a family, I want to remind you how important it is for you to read God's Word for you to listen to God's word, for you to sing God's word, for you to go to church to hear God's word, for you to be connected in ways that you can get the word in you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So your faith will be built as you get the word of God in you. How many times have you kind of had your faith dwindle down and you realize, well, I've, I've been skipping out on church, I've been skipping out on my Bible reading, I've been skipping out on these things, and then your faith kind of starts to go like this. But when you get the word back, in you and you're reminded, your faith begins to build and you're like, you know what? I believe. 
I believe what I'm reading, that he is my healer, that he is my provider, that I can trust him, that he is good. And you're reminded of God's goodness throughout his word. It builds your faith. And all of a sudden, you feel like your faith can move mountains. Because it can. Amen? So our faith will be challenged, though. Our faith will be challenged. Now, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So um, when Koa was about six years old, I think it was, um, he, he was learning about God. He was learning the Word of God. And he had went to school, and he was sharing the Word of God. He, I think he told this little kid in his class, like, if you don't go to church, well, you're, you're going to die and go to hell, you know. And the teacher told him he couldn't tell that to the kid because not everybody believes the same way you believe. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you can tell them that. <laughs> I'm like, so then we had this, this teacher conference, and, and the teacher, you know, brought up, we brought it up to the teacher, and I said, well, you know, I have a question, is he, is he saying this, like, during your class time, or is it, like, during recess? Because you can't really tell my son what to talk about during recess. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, he was being challenged, and so he said to me, Mom, well, how do we really know, though, that God is real? Like, what if what we believe is wrong? Has anybody ever asked that question? Any kids ever asked that? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, this is just a very legitimate question. I, I want to know, how do we know? And so I began to give to him back the Word of God. Because how many of you know the Word of God is our weapon? It's our two-edged sword. It's how I can fight the enemy trying to tell my son that God is not real. So I talked to him about scripture, and I, I read to him things, and we, we talked about how we have experiences, and God shows up in our life. Well, Koa had, how many warts did you have? 18 warts. And they just started popping up, and so he, he, he's six years old. How many of you, any six-year-olds in here? Any? About seven. Seven, we got a couple seven, here we go. So he was around your age. And at school, when they would do activities and things, um, he, he would start to get embarrassed because they were mainly on his hands, and he didn't want anybody to see him. So he's like, Mom, these really are bothering me. Well, how many of you are do-it-yourself parents? Any do-it-yourself parents in the house? I'm like, all right. I heard that duct tape works. So, you know, we're duct taping warts. And then I heard that... Um, uh, I don't know. I forgot all the trial and errors we did. Oh, onion. Wrap an onion with cellophane. So his hands smelt really good then, you know. So we did the whole wrap onions with cellophane. And we went through all these different do-it-yourself. And then finally, none of them worked. And I'm like, okay, we're going to take you to the doctor. So the doctor said, we're going to freeze these off. Um, and we're going to just freeze it until you tell us it hurts. And then we'll stop, you know. So they start freezing them. And it hurts. And it didn't go away. So we're like, okay, now what? Well, at this point, I want to I say, this sounds terrible to say this, I want to say I mixed prayer in there, okay? Like, I wasn't just doing it yourself. I'm like praying, God. And so Jonathan and I became frustrated as parents. We were like, okay, God, we're praying. You know this father's our son. If, he, if you care about, you hear people say God cares about your kids more than you do, right? Because he's God. And so we're like, if you care about our son, why is this not? Sometimes we don't understand, right? Our faith is being challenged. And so our faith was being challenged as parents. His faith was being challenged as a child. Because remember, he's in this time frame where he's got this, it was a teacher while his 
other teacher was on maternity leave that came in, was not faith-based, was telling him not to talk about his faith. He's being challenged in all these directions as a six-year-old. Parents, can I tell you, it doesn't matter how old your children are, they go through some heavy things. And we need to be reminded as that no matter what age we are along our journey of faith, we are challenged. And so he was being challenged, long story short, we were in Santa Paula during this time. And Pastor Rosh and Linda used to come on Thursday nights. And uh, we gathered together, and he, he looked, they were getting ready to leave. He looked down, and he said, Koa, is that warts on your hand? And, and Koa, of course, is embarrassed, you know, yeah. And he said, well, I have a wart ministry. And we chuckled because, you know, if you knew Pastor Ross, he's very warm, and just we're like, okay, that's, you know, funny. But... He said, no, I do. He said, and he told the story of when he was younger, he had warts. I think it was an uncle or someone who prayed for him. And they fell off, and he told Pastor Ross to pray for people who had warts. So, Co was standing there, and he said, very simple. Can I tell you our faith can be very simple? He said, Koa, I'm going to pray for you. And I want you, he said, do you believe that God will touch you? And Koa said, Yes. And he said, all right, I'm going to pray, and then I don't want you to worry about it. I just want you to go on about your business, and God's going to take care of you. And he said, do you believe? And Koa said, I believe. Okay. So we prayed this very simple prayer. It wasn't long. It wasn't drawn out. It was very simple. And then he was done. Well, a couple weeks went by, and of course, you know, when you're six, you're like, okay, so when is it happening? And I'm like, my faith is being challenged still as a parent. And I said, you know what? I don't know when it's going to happen, but he said it was going to happen. So we're going to believe it's going to happen, and it's coming. Hasn't to happen today, but it's coming. So a few more weeks went by, and I was talking to an adult. And how many of you have interrupting children? Don't raise your hands because they'll get No. <laughs> and so my child comes up, and they're interrupting. <laughs> Paisley admitting, admitting it. That's, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, comes up, and he's, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, wait a minute, Koa, I'm talking. Mom, 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 mom. And he went like this. They're coming off. All 18 of his warts peeled off that day. <laughs> God healed him. Faith that believes in the gospel message. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith will be challenged. But God is still on the throne. And in his timing. And what was neat is that he got to see God show up to him in a very real way when someone else, when the world was trying to challenge his belief in God, God showed up and said, I'll show you 18 times over that I am God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, James 1, 2, and 4 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, definitely produce patience on my side, (laughs) But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that type of faith. Be reminded that our faith is not based off of what we see. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. So even when we didn't see it happening, we kept trusting. We kept holding on. Your faith can change your circumstance. 
See, I, I used him as an example because he had that faith. He had that belief. And how many times through the word do we see Jesus say, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has healed you. You will see that throughout the, the books of Mark, Luke, and John. Your faith. So I want to remind you this morning as a family to hold on to your faith. Hold on to your foundation. Don't stop believing because faith equals fulfillment. Someone say faith equals fulfillment. So as you embrace faith this summer, you can do that as a family by talking about what you believe. Make sure that your household knows the word of God. Talk about what do you believe. Talk about what you're struggling with. Um, and as individuals, do your part. Because as a family unit, we come together, but we're also individuals. So as individuals, make a decision, whether you're six or whether you're 60, to read the word of God. Make a decision to, to do something as a family once a week. You know, it's really hard for us. We can't do a family devotion every night. I know we're the pastor's family, and I'm sorry if we disappointed you just then. But we don't do a family devotion every night. But on Mondays, we really try hard. And I'll, I'll tell everybody because, you know, Koa gives me, he's the, the older one, so he gives me the, well, you got to let me know in enough time so I'm not in the middle of a gaming match. Okay. So I try to accommodate that. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> there's been a couple times. I'm going to tell on you, Jonathan, because I can do that today. We're in the middle of devotion, and he's... <laughs> I waited too late, and now he's falling asleep if I'm the one doing it. Next time you do the devotion, I'm going to be like... <sighs> you know. Um, <laughs> and Abigail, she's always ready to go. She's like, woohoo, you know. And so... Devotion time may not look like it looks like on TV. I mean, not that we ever see devotion on TV, right? But the way that you picture it in your mind. But do it anyways. If someone's sleeping on it, do it anyways. If somebody's mad because they had to shut their game off and they come to the couch pouting, do devotion anyway. It's the principle of beginning something, doing something, following through with it, and eventually one day they'll look back and remember something you told them during that time. So do it. Start it this summer. Um, right now, media, we had been, we talked about that months and months ago. We kind of like stopped talking about it, but right now, media is the platform that the church has that you can connect to for free. Um, and it has all kinds of devotions and videos and things. So maybe as a family, you want to pick something out and do that. Or maybe you want to pick something out for your kids. Abigail loves the Holy Moly series that's on there. Um, and then know that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So as you plug into your faith, he's going to reward and bless your household. How awesome is that? That that's the reward of serving him. So acknowledge and talk about God and know that he is the rewarder. And so um, I need the, where's the raffle baskets? Did all the families here this morning, oh, you have it, Juanita. I'm going to need that. Somebody bring that up here to me. So um, each family was able to put, get a ticket this morning. Did everybody get a ticket? Every family, every household has a ticket? So I want to get you started, and this, um, this is a, it's not necessarily a devotion book, but we use it as a devotion. It's called Eyewitness, and it has artwork from different artists all around the world that contributed to this book, and it 
has Bible stories in it, and then the Bible stories are, um, they're done as if it's the, as if Adam is talking to you, like in the, the very beginning, and then it's as if Eve is talking, and it's from their thought process, okay? But it gives you the scripture reference in the Bible. So what we do is we'll read one, and then we reference back to the Bible, and we talk about it, and, um, and so this is kind of like our coffee table um, book because you know you, you've heard me say before as a kid I always loved looking at all the pictures in the Bible and so all the little pictures in here I love and so this morning we're going to give this to someone and um, if, if and, and, and you don't have to be have young kids to do this okay um, I bought this not even for my family but for me and then I was like oh this will work great for my family so um, we have a couple things we're going to give away because we're having fun in the sun right? Okay, I need, um, I need one of our kids come up here and help me draw. All right. Ezra's coming. He's going to go, ah. It's a race. (laughs) All right, we'll get you next. Okay, if you draw your own. Zero eight eight zero twenty five. Zero eight eight zero twenty. Is it? Do you have it, Cole? No. Oh, um, stop raising your hand, fooling me. Zero eight eight zero two five. You got it! Woohoo! All right, will you take that to Izzy and Sergio? All right. So the next word we have for fun is unity. Somebody say unity. All right, let's face it. It can be hard to get along with each other. It can be. It can be a challenge to be unified as a family. And um, who's ever been on their way to a family event? I won't say church. We'll just make you feel better about yourself. Um, Been on the way to a family event or something exciting and just everything goes south. Oh, yeah. You'd be on your way to Disneyland, and you're like, you better put a smile on your face. I paid a lot of money to go here. You're going to put those Mickey Mouse ears on. You're going to smile when we get in that building. <laughs> mom and dad are fussing. How many of you? Well, don't raise your hands, kids. But you're in the back seat, and you're like, mom and dad are like, and they're running our time. Or, <laughs> mom and dad, you are like so excited, you've got everything planned out, you know, everything's lovey-dovey, and the kids are back there. Don't look out of my window, that's my window. Don't touch my side, that's my side. Look, she's got that much on her side, and I only have this much. And then you're just like, I don't know why that happens, and it happens when you're getting ready to do something amazing. So we used to have, uh, in Santa Paula, the kids got out of school at noon. And so Jonathan and I's thing was we, we would take Fridays off, and we would go have coffee and relax, and then we would get things prepared, and we would plan an after-school adventure. Well, we're going to the beach, or we're going to go rock climbing, or we're going to go whatever. And, um, I mean, Emmy and Koa would get in the car, and they just acted like they hated each other. And I can remember thinking, what have we done? We are in ministry and our kids act like each other's the devil, you know? 
And it just, it always went south for us. And finally, we discovered that Friday probably wasn't the best family day because they were tired. And then Emmy was getting to that age where, you know, Fridays aren't cool to be with your parents. And so I'm like, okay. We kind of had to switch things out. But inevitably, it just seems like that's what happens. And it's because the enemy loves to cause disunity. And he wants to destroy the family unit. He doesn't want for you to have a good, strong family unit. He doesn't want you to have fun in the sun. He wants to cause disunity and brokenness. And he understands that there is power in numbers. There's strength when we come together. So Philippians 2.3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. So in order for us to have family unity, we have to learn not to be selfish, right? And to lift each other up. Because those are the two things we see in that scripture. It talks about not having selfish, selfish ambition and conceit and, and lifting each other up. So as we we, we sometimes will treat our family in ways that we would never treat someone else, right? We'll raise our voice, we'll say something sharp, we'll, we'll just blurt out how we feel all of a sudden, and maybe we wouldn't do that with someone else. And so be reminded this summer, in order to have fun in the sun, to, you know what, maybe you are going to do something you really don't want to do, but have the best attitude you can Put a smile on your face and thank God that you have the ability to go and do. Thank God that you woke up and have breath. Thank God that you have this family to do something with. And you know, the last summer, we were stripped of all abilities to go and do, right? And this summer, we have, uh, we're able to go out again. We're able to go to the beach and we're able to do things. And so don't let the enemy come in and cause disunity. Bite your tongue. Put your smile on your face. And that's moms and dads, and that's you kids too. Because sometimes your mom and dad have these great things planned, and you're like, I don't want to do that. I wanted to stay home and play games. I don't want to do that. My friend asked me to go hang out at the pool. But if we just take on this attitude of, you know what, I'm going to be unified, and I'm going to have a good attitude, and I'm actually going to lift them up. Think of a compliment that you can give to one another. Um, Romans 14, 19 says, Therefore, let us pursue, somebody say pursue, the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. So we're going to pursue peace this summer. Somebody say pursue peace. And we're going to edify, which just means encourage or uplift or compliment or um, push forward in, in, in the good things. There is power in unity. And in order to pursue, we have to make a conscious choice to do that. Matthew 18, 19, and 20 says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So we use that scripture in church, right? Because we'll say, hey, we want to get around you when we have our prayer time. And there's, there's multiple people. We believe there's power in numbers. Does anybody believe there's power in numbers? 
We come together. We pray together as a family unit at church. We believe with one another. But it's just as important for you at home, if it's just you and your spouse, or if it's you and your kids, and, or if it's your spouse and you and your kids, whatever your family unit looks like, it's important for you to come together and agree with one another. You don't have to wait till Sunday to come together and believe for whatever issue it is you're facing. If you have sickness during the week, come together, pray together, lay hands on one another, and believe, because that's exercising our faith, right? Putting our faith to practice in unity. Take time to do that. Um, Again, that may not be something you can do nightly, uh, but make sure that you're doing that as a family. Not only pray together, take time to play together. How many of you guys know that when you come together having fun, it bonds you? It brings a bonding time. There's nothing greater to me than hearing my family laugh together and see the smiles on their face and then them enjoying something we're doing. How many of you guys like to have a good time together? Right? And so we come together and we pray together. We know there's power in number as we pray together, but we also come together and we play together, knowing that as we come and we do that, we're building our family unit. We're growing. We're getting stronger. And there's another thing that's good to do together, and that's serve together. And I know that you, some of you do that. I know some of you have taken time out to serve um, at different food banks and, and you've served here at Westside at different times. You know what? When we serve together, there's a joy that comes in serving the Lord together. There really is. And so take that opportunity to find a way that your family can serve. Um, unity leads to good family life. It really does. Here's our scripture for unity, Psalms 133.1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Somebody say together. In unity. It's what? It's good. And it's pleasant when we can come together in unity. And, you know, we say that as a church. We've got our sign back there at the information. says better together. But can you remember that as a family unit? We're better together. And it says how good and how pleasant it is when we are in unity. And that's why the enemy comes against us. Unity equals goodness. Somebody say unity equals goodness. So how do we keep unity? Blessed is the peacemaker. Peace. Keep the peace. So I have another little something we're going to give away. So Jeremiah, where are you? I'm going to let you grab it. We have a gift card this morning. So we want to have fun in the sun, right? We have a gift card to the boulevard. So that your family can go and they can bowl or they can do the games together. Um, and we want a family to be able to go and enjoy themselves on a trip to the boulevard. So let's see who you're going to pull out. Do you hope you pull out yourself? Sure you do. He's like, let's see. Not, oh, turn it around. 087986. Redraw. Who is it? Oh, all right. Can you see right here? Can you take it right down there? Oh, okay. Do, oh, did we put the other one back in there, Ezra? Did we keep it? You got it? Okay. <laughs> okay. 
maybe keep your hand up, Cindy. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. So we said this morning that faith equals fulfillment, unity equals goodness, and we have one more, nourishment. So we have in for nourishment. Now, name some of your favorite summertime foods. Watermelon, ice cream, hamburgers. Did you say banana pudding? Tomatoes. <laughs> I actually looked up on a list to see what like some of the um, the the summertime um, foods were, and on the high list of things was watermelon, strawberries, um, hot dogs, hamburgers, corn on the cob, avocados, and sweet tea. Woohoo! Um, and so those were some of the things that I guess is listed. There's actually, it was really cool. I wish I had it. Um, I think I saved the link on my computer. But it gave like the summertime favorite food for every state. And it was really interesting to see which states, like one of them is a lobster roll. And one of them is, you know, like all these different things. Um, and California's was the avocado. Okay. Um, but... We have summertime nourishment. We look forward to the summer because there's certain things that you just probably don't eat any other time of the year. Um, although, I, if I like it, I'm going to eat it any time. But they're not maybe as accessible or they don't taste as good, right? Like when you get fruit out of its season and you're like, these were a waste of my money. Um, so that, I think, is why, like, strawberries taste really good now. You know, strawberry shortcake and strawberry pie. Gladys makes a mean strawberry pie. Um, and so we have these things that we like. And how many of you know if we don't, if we're really hungry and we don't get food, we're hangry? Right? We get really hangry. And we're probably not very much fun to be around when we get hangry. You know, have you ever been like, you, you see like a good commercial is going to come on and you're like, we have nothing here to eat. And then you just open a bag of chips. Well, spiritually, we need nourishment. And the Word of God is our nourishment, so it goes hand in hand with our faith. We, are, we get spiritually hangry. Did you know that? When we deprive ourselves of the nourishment that we need through God's Word, we get spiritually hangry, and we're not great Christians to be around. Because then we complain, and then we talk about how bad everything is, and we're just spiritually hangry because we haven't gotten the nourishment we need. So John 6, 3 and 5 says, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. He fills us spiritually. Matthew 4, 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So again, we see the need of the Word of God to actually nourish our souls. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be satisfied. So as we hunger and we thirst for God, and He will fill us. When it says He will fill us, it doesn't mean He force feeds us. He gives to us 
the feast. It's all in the Word of God. And we can feast on the Word of God. We can open up the Word of God. We can read it. And it nourishes us. It fills us spiritually. And when your faith is being challenged, you need to be nourished. So it's important for us to get back into the Word of God and be nourished. Um, Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of what? Fullness of joy. Who can use joy? I can use joy. And we can have fullness of joy in his presence. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's the goodness of God. So we can see that nourishment equals joy. When we're nourished and we're in his presence, when we get to be in the presence of the Lord, we receive joy. We receive pleasures. We we receive fullness. It says in Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. O taste and see that the Lord is what? He's good. And blessed is the man who trusts in him. Do you trust the Lord this morning? Do you trust that he loves you? That he cares about you? That he has good for you and your family? So, I have another giveaway. One more, all right? What kid wants to come draw for me? David? He's got, I'm coming. All right, since we're talking about O tasting and seeing, this is a gift card to Dwarves. All right, so ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream, right? Unless you're lactose Well, I think they have something to solve all that. Okay, um, 088004. 08 Eight zero zero four. Now somebody has this. You know, is it really? Woohoo! Okay, run it up. Oh wait, no. Yay! <laughs> I was like, somebody has it. <laughs> okay, so we get to taste and see that God is good. So. We're going to have a fun summer in the sun, right? Because we're going to have faith, and faith equals fulfillment. We're going to walk in unity, and unity equals what? What did I say? It equals goodness. And then we're going to have nourishment, and nourishment equals joy. So how many of you this summer in your families can use fulfillment, goodness, and joy? And that sounds like a fun summer, right? If you, have, you walk through this summer being fulfilled in Christ, experiencing the goodness of God, and walking in his joy, it doesn't matter if you have tickets to Disneyland or not, you will have an amazing summer. Because you will experience the goodness and fullness and joy of God in your family. Amen? So we're going to do all of that in the sun. In the sun. And, that, and how we can do that is because the Son, Jesus Christ, he is the living water. He 
he refreshes our soul. And how many know summertime is all about water and fun? Like, who likes to swim? Who likes to go to the beach? I hope you get to go to the beach this summer. I hope you get to go to the beach this summer. Um, And so he is the refreshing. And on a hot day, the best thing is being able to get in cool water and feel refreshed. So just remember that on your worst day this summer, the best way for you to be refreshed is to get in the living water. Get into the word and experience Christ wash over you. And so, <clears throat> I think I have some, some people that are going to come help me somewhere. I have some helpers. They're coming. Um, we are going to end out this morning, and we're going to pray for your family. We're going to pray that we would be selfless and encouraging to one another. We're going to pray that we'll keep the peace and that we'll learn how to serve God together. Because for some of you, you maybe have never prayed together as a family. Maybe you've never read the word together as a family. Maybe you've never encouraged each other to do that. And so that's what we're going to pray. And we're going to pray that the Lord will nourish your family, that the Lord will nourish your souls, and that this summer is going to be a blessed summer. Because here's the facts. We have a lot of people gone today. We're going to have a lot of people gone each Sunday because everybody takes different vacations and goes and does different things. But you're still connected to the vine. You're still connected to Jesus. And it doesn't matter if you're at the beach. It doesn't matter if you're in another state. It doesn't matter if you're just sitting at home. He is with you. And like we sang this morning, he is for you. And there's blessings to your household for your generation and the generations to come. And some of us need to change up our family dynamic because some of us are struggling in our families. And we got to hit the reset button and go back to our foundation. Our foundation is in Christ. And if, if you see families in the church and you're like, man, that family is solid, their kids are solid, you know what? Go to them and say, how did you do it? I'm struggling because we have families here that have served God and they've went through a lot of things, things that you probably would never know they went through. Things they went through with their kids that no one ever knew. And they can say, oh, it might have looked perfect from the outside, but it's far from that. I can tell you how I did it. I did it with my faith. And they can share with you practical things. So don't feel like as a family you're alone. If you're here this morning and you, your kids are grown out of the house and maybe you're, you're, it's, you're just, it's just you two as a couple at home. And you're struggling There are other couples that would love to reach out to you and minister to you. You're not alone. As One is starting back. Sign up for June 11th. Go to that As One event. Be there with your spouse. Know that God wants to bless your marriage. If you're a single parent and you're like, you know what? I don't have, our house looks different. It's okay. We have other single parents here who have learned how to do it and how to navigate, and they're here to help you. You are not alone, and God is for you, whatever your family unit looks like this morning. If you're here as a kid and your parents don't come, that's okay. You have adults here who will help you learn how to hold on to God. If you're here as an adult and there's children in your lives that don't serve God, we are here to help you pray and believe that God will bring them back. We are a family unit and our family units all look different, but one is the same. We need faith. The enemy tries to to cause disunity. And we need to be nourished, restored, and renewed. And that's the process always, right? 
because sometimes life isn't fun. In order us to get the fun back, we got to go back to faith. We got to keep our unity and we got to be nourished. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for every family. Would you just lift your hands towards the Lord? Like as an act of here we are as a family or here I am as an individual and I surrender my life and my family unit to you. God, you see these families this morning. Lord, if there be a family in this, this building or an individual in this building that has not received the gospel message, then, Father, I ask that right now you would minister to their hearts. And, Lord, as they, they are reflecting on you, they can confess right now that you are the creator, that you sent your son Jesus, that he died and rose again to give us forgiveness and life everlasting. And Lord, your word says that faith pleases you. So if we believe that, God, that pleases you and we become a part of the kingdom of God. So Lord, I thank you this morning for believers in this house. God, I thank you this morning for those who have chosen to believe the gospel message and that their faith pleases you. And God, I ask that our faith would be increased, that Lord, we would be reminded and convicted, Lord, to read your word and to seek out you, that our faith would grow. And Lord, the foundations of our family would grow to be great and mighty, that we would be strong and powerful units, Lord, for you. God, I thank you for unity, for every household that's been under uh, attack from the enemy. We come against the enemy right now. We declare that he is defeated, that you are victorious in their family's life, and every foul work of the enemy cannot prevail. Lord, we thank you for unity. We thank you for peacemakers in the family. God, we thank you, Lord, for encouragers in the family that we would begin to create peace and we would begin to encourage one another like never before. And God, we thank you for nourishment, that we recognize your nourishment comes from gathering together like this, from reading your word, from worshiping, from spending time with you. And so, Lord, we ask that you would nourish us. Lord, if we've been spiritually hangry, God, that you would fill us overflowing that we can give to others. And Lord, we recognize we can do this because of the Son, because you are the living water. You are the living water. And God, I ask that you would pour your water out upon our people, that they would be refreshed. Lord, let this day be a reminder that you are refreshing them, God. Let them be renewed, Lord, where there's been heaviness and weariness. God, renew them, Lord. And we thank you for it. In the powerful, wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally and continues to encourage you throughout the day and the coming week. We'll see you next time.